Well, happy Mother's Day. We honor every mother here this morning. We honor every mother that has had a role in our lives. And if you do not have a mother, I want you to raise your hand right now. Whoa. We need to talk. (laughs) One thing every one of us has in common is we have a mother. What a blessing. A child once said to his mother, you know, we have Father's Day, and we have Mother's Day. Why don't we have Kids' Day? To which the mother replied, every day is Kids' Day. That mother was my mother. (laughs) Mothers are a specific, unique, beautiful, and absolutely necessary creation of God. They are a gift to us that originated in the mind of God. Ever think about that? God thought about making mothers. He did a really good job, just like everything else in creation. But this is one that touches every one of us. Jesus referred to this uh, act of God in Matthew 10 when he said, From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Now, throughout the ages, in almost every culture, Women, mothers, have been given a lesser honor than men. For that, I apologize. Some have even been degraded. Some cultures, even today, women are half people. That is not right. You know, that's been going on since we were kicked out of Eden, kicked out of the garden. And it's part of the fall. Sorry, ladies. This was never the intention of God. He created us as equals. Male and female. Husbands and wives. Fathers and mothers. Now, some men think they're superior. But Paul points out, 1 Corinthians 11... For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through women. But all things are from God. You are equal. You are special. You are the manifestation of the thought of God. That is cool. Now, today we honor you, and I thank God for you every day. I was a single parent for over four years with four kids, youngest in a wheelchair. She took total care, diaper, food, bath, everything. I also had a building business, so I played both roles. I know the role a mother plays. I tried it. It's tough work. 
It's not an easy job. It is constant. It's usually untimely. Never shows up on your schedule. It's often overlooked by the people you're serving. It's self-sacrificing because you have to put your life on hold. And here's the worst part. It is seldom praised. But mothers keep on being mothers. I've had a taste of what a mother does and who she is. And this morning in front of God and everybody else, I want to say thank you. Thank you. None of us would be here. None of us would be who we are today without the role you have played in our lives. Thank you. Abraham Lincoln said, All that I am today I owe to my angel mother. He was a great man. He endured many hard things. He gave all the credit to his mama. I think that is so cool. You turn to Proverbs 31 if you brought your Bibles. King Lemuel, who is the author of this, his name means devoted to God. Now, he's an unknown king. He's not in the lineage of Judah or Israel. His name isn't mentioned as one of the kings. Some Bible scholars believe that it was he was Solomon or Hezekiah writing under a pen name, you know, like Mark Twain, or uh, a nickname that people close to him called. But verse 1 says, The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. Now, I always skimmed over these first nine verses because I thought, you know, I want to get to the good part. I want to get to the part where they talk about the women in my life that I appreciate, like the buttercup here. (laughs) But this is a letter from, this is the instruction from his mother. Let's see what she said. She said, my son, verse 2, what my son and what son of my womb and what son of my vows? My son, son of my womb, son of my vows. You can feel the love bond that a mother has for her child. And that bond never fades away. Verse 3 says, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Keep your integrity, she's saying. Don't be running around giving your treasures to loose women. Matter of fact, I could even hear her say, remember what happened to Samson? Remember what happened to him? Avoid anything that would dilute or destroy who you are. That would be contrary to your godly destiny. Then it goes on, it says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor the princes intoxicating drink, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. 
What she's saying is here, remember that you are a king. Now, some of you might be thinking, all right, I got an out. I'm not a king. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. If you're a Christian, you are. Revelation 1.6 says, let me find it, He, Jesus, has made us kings and priests, priests to our God. If you're a Christian, you are royalty. When you forget who you are, you forget what is right, or it dims in your vision. When you forget who you are, you can pervert justice and won't be a true representative of God. You'll have favorites. As God is just, full of mercy and grace, so are we to be. That's straight from a mama. Uncompromisingly Christ-like. Now, there's a place for strong drink, but it is not a king's place. I wish I had listened to my mother. He goes on, Open your mouth for the speechless. In the cause of all who are appointed to die, open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Here's your duty, son, king. Stand for those in weakness, for those who are without a voice. You are their voice. Judge rightly without favorites, for all, regardless of their class or financial status, because you represent God. You are his voice to all. Ever thought of that as a Christian? I represent the Lord. I'm his personal representative. So are you. Doesn't matter what the situation the Lord leads you into, you represent him. These are the words from a mother. Rich or poor, strong or weak, clean or unclean, pretty or not, our God is also their God. And our salvation comes equal to theirs. I can hear my mother saying such things to me. I also remember seasons of my life when I wasn't listening to my mother. Like I said, I always seemed to skip over this portion of Scripture so I could get to the good part. But the truth is, this is one writing, this proverb. It's one article, if you would. In the original text, it does come in two parts. The first part, the king outlines his mother's instruction. And I believe in the second part, he describes his mother. Let's read this. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Her heart, the heart of her husband safely trusts her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. 
She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes fine garments, linen garments, and sells them, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Wow, what a gal. Now you may be, may be saying to yourself, that's not me. <laughs> no way could I measure up to that woman. I have known hundreds and maybe in the thousands of women in my life. And I've yet to meet one who got all 100% on this test, or this, this scripture. But I can say that every mother, every woman I have ever met had some or many of these qualities. It is remarkable that these attributes come from who they are as women, as mothers. That marvels me, maybe because I'm not a woman and a mother. It's in a girl's DNA to nurture and be the heart of God. Give any little girl a doll and see what she does. Give a little boy a doll and see what he does. It's in their DNA. The gracious, the merciful, the loving, the nurturing, the steady, brave, reliable, humble heart of God is in every mother. And once even the desire to become a mother enters her heart, these these qualities multiply and manifest in ways that each one of us under the sound of my voice today can attest. It changed my life. It made me who I am today. Maybe you don't think this is anything like your mother. 
If you only knew her, you wouldn't say such things. You know, I have known mothers that were rich, mothers that were poor. I've known healthy mothers, unhealthy mothers, strong mothers, handicapped mothers. Ones who were giving the best training that they could possibly have to be a mother. And I know those who with, they had a total disadvantage of example, of means, of ability. And I can say that every one of them had this in common. They did the very best they could with what they had. Some of the most disadvantaged mothers raised some of the most successful children. It's because of the character they displayed and instilled into their little ones. Some couples never have children. But I still witness those mother genes coming out of the mother, the woman. And I bless that. There's a phrase that we say, like a mother's love. Ever said that? Heard it? Just me? Oh, well, there's a phrase (laughs) that goes, like a mother's love. And I thought, how am I going to describe a mother's love? Now, the best authority on a mother's love is the creator of mothers. The best one authority on love is the Lord, because he is love. So I went to 1 Corinthians 13. And I noticed if you put a mother's before the word love, it's the best description of a mother's love that I could ever give. So let's do this. A mother's love suffers long. It's cradle to grave. It doesn't stop at weaning, doesn't stop at puberty, doesn't stop when you graduate from high school, doesn't stop when you get married or have your own children. It is eternal. It never quits. It lasts as long as she lives, and I believe even on into heaven. A mother's love is kind. Ever notice that when the whole world is against you, your mother still shows you kindness? A mother's love does not envy. She doesn't wish you were someone else or something you're not. She's unconditional. Your greatest fan. It's your picture on her refrigerator. Matter of fact, it's your artwork that she cherishes more than a Rembrandt. A mother's love doesn't parade itself. She does not need to explain to anybody how much she loves you because it's right there. It's out there for everybody to see. A mother's love isn't puffed up. I like that. No faking. No embellishing necessary. Her love is sufficient and it's genuine. A mother's love doesn't behave rudely. It's full of grace for you for situations, for others. She is a calm temperance. A mother's love doesn't seek its own. 
She's not in this for what she can get out of it. She's in this for you. Her life isn't about her. It's about you, her child. A mother's love is not provoked. You know, I never had to make my mother love me, no matter how much of a rat I was. You don't have to provoke a mother's love. It's there. A mother's love thinks no evil. I've seen mothers ready to defend their child clear up to the Supreme Court because they just do no wrong. She may be wrong, but she still thinks the best of her child. A mother's love doesn't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. She won't applaud bad means, even for good ends. But she will be overjoyed with true and honest dealings. Your integrity. A mother's love bears all things. No matter what the situation, good or other, she can take it. She'll hang in there. It won't affect her love for you. Believes all things, hopes all things. There's nothing impossible for her child to accomplish or achieve. She always hopes and believes in the best. Endures all things. A mother's love will never quit. Never give up on her child as long as she lives. And when everyone else has left your corner, there's still mom. Encouraging, believing, looking beyond all circumstance to her real focus. You, the object of her love. And finally, a mother's love never fails. Never. It is carved in stone. The passage goes on, the prophecies, tongues, knowledge, all these are going to pass away. But love, a mother's love, that is eternal. It will never fail. What an awesome God we have to think in his mind to make a mother and then to carry through and make each one of you and each one of your mothers that unique, special individual that they are. He made women mothers in his image. Thank you, God, for giving us mothers the tender side of His majesty, the loving, nurturing, soft side of God displayed in motherhood. Her children rise up and call her blessed. And today, we bless you as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for our mothers. We thank you for every mother here and the role that she plays. Thank you for that special anointing that is hers alone. We ask you, Lord, to strengthen. We ask you to multiply the, uh, the effectiveness of their mothering. And we ask you to glorify yourself in this special, nurturing person that you've given each one of us, 
our mothers. In Jesus' name.